You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart Obi Ekweme. Father, we thank you. We gather again as a global family across cities and communities and the nation of the world to worship you at the feet of Jesus. We gather again at the Golden Bird event center this Sunday morning to celebrate you for the gift of life and all it is you're doing in us, through us, with us, and by us. We thank you, our Father, for the open heavens we've enjoyed so far in this service. Now I beseech you to take a cool of fire from the altar of heaven and on the lips and the tongues of clay of your seven sons that today I will come to your people with a thus said the Lord. Move every man, every woman from where we are to where you reserve for us called destiny. We vows always to give you alone the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' victorious name, we have prayed. Somebody shout a thunderous amen and amen and amen. Well, whilst you're still standing, let's go to the word of the Lord very quickly. First John 5, 4 and 5. First John 5, 4 and 5. I spoke in the first service what I call triumphant faith, part two. This will be Triumphant Faith Part 2B. Praise God. 1 John 5, 4 to 5. I will be reading from the Amplified uh, Classic Version. That's my choice. But whatever scripture you have or version, please read loudly and clearly, whether at home or in person on site at the GBEC. Praise God. Let's read together 1 John 5, 4 to 5. 1, 2, 3, go. For whatever is born of God is victorious over the world and this is the victory that conquers the world even our faith who is it that is victorious over that conquers the world but he who believes that jesus is the son of god who adheres to trust in and relies on that fact triumphant faith part to be. Father, thank you for blessing your word. Now bless the teaching and the preaching of the same word in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray. You may please be still in God's wonderful presence. Hallelujah. Be comfortable at home. Hallelujah. Uh, I began in the first uh, service to highlight the great import and the importance of the subject of faith as far as believers are concerned. And I use the illustration that when you were in university or college or whatever it is, there were particular courses you took that were called elective courses. And the particular courses you took that were main courses. The main courses were things you had to get through. Elective was a function of choice, praise God. We began to see the great import and importance of faith to be not an elective course in the journey of being a believer, but a very, very compulsory course. If you and I are going to succeed, not just to survive, but to thrive as believers, we must take the subject of faith very, very, very seriously. 
we begin to understand that without faith, it becomes impossible to please God. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, it is impossible to please God without faith. And he that comes to God must believe that God is, and God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek or serve him. So it's impossible to gain the attention or to bring pleasure and delight to God. I would like to believe that every believer wants to bring a delight and pleasure to God. Well, the way to please God is the way of faith. We began to see also again, beloved, that faith is not limited to a, a, a doctrine or limited to a people we have called the word of faith movement. No. Faith is beyond a teaching, beyond a something, beyond a movement. But faith is actually the ordained lifestyle of the believer. So faith is not something you use to get something from God, like a spare tire. But faith is designed to be how you and I are to live as believers. We live by faith. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7, the way we live is by faith. Praise God. So faith is not something we use every now and then like a spare tire when we're in trouble, you know. But faith is is designed by God to be a lifestyle. We operate, we walk, we talk, we, we do everything we do as believers by faith if we're going to bring God pleasure and delight. Hallelujah. We saw again that the way God created the heavens and the earth is through the instrumentality and the vehicle of faith. Hebrews 11 verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that Things that are seen were made of things which are not seen or do not appear. So we see the mother of the seen is the unseen. The mother of the visible is the invisible. The mother of the natural is the supernatural. We see again in the book of beginning, Genesis 1-1, that God created the world of the heavens and the earth through the instrumentality of the world. So the world was without form and void in the beginning. And God, and the Spirit of God hovered upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. And for six days, you hear God say, and God said, and God said, and God said. And by the time we get to the last verse of chapter 1, it says, and he saw that all he said was very good. So in six days, he created or really recreated the earth and the heavens. And then he saw that what he spoke into existence came to reality. Now the words he spake, they are spirits. As Jesus said in John 63, that the words I speak, they are spirit and they are life. But spirit has a capacity to bring to reality things, tangible things. Remember, track with me, that the invisible is the mother of the visible. Praise God. For those who were with us on Wednesday in our service, we realized that for you to be able to change something in one realm, you have to go to a higher realm. So the realm to change the visible is the invisible. The realm to change the seen is the unseen. Praise God. Now, this is the Forgive me, but this is the right way. This is the competitive advantage believers have over unbelievers. Why? We understand that we are not just living here on the earth, but we are spirit entities having an earthly encounter, right? We are heavenly citizens having an earthly encounter. So, as a child of God, though you may be in the world, you are not of 
the world. No, 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 no. Your operation is from a higher realm beyond the natural. That's why you have to understand that things may happen to people around you who don't know God, but certain things are not allowed to happen with you or to you because there is a mark of distinction upon your life that you are a child of God, born of the Spirit, born of the Word of God. Baba declares we are born again of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. First Peter 123, we are born again, not of corruptible, but of the incorruptible seed of the Word of God. It's a simple way to say that you are in the world, not of the world, and the way people like you and I operate, who don't live or who are not of this world is by faith. Praise God. The natural men live by the five senses of sight, of smelling, of feeling, of hearing, of touching. But we are called to live by the sixth sense, which is the sense of faith. Hallelujah. Praise God, somebody. Hallelujah. 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 We see again that it is impossible to please God. We said that earlier. Now, now that word impossible is a very, very strong word. For, for something to be impossible means it cannot be possible. <laughs> that means there's nothing you're going to do outside faith to bring pleasure and delight to God. I, I want to please God. And now I see how to please God is through the vehicle of faith. So this subject is very, very important. But we see in our text that this is not a victory, but the victory that overcomes the world. Praise God. What? Even our faith that whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. I see your faith that is on the rise in this season with the teachings of faith bring you victory. Whatever defeated you yesterday, last year, is going to, you're going to gain victory over by the virtue of the level of water of faith rising on your east. Remember, we found out that faith has only one source. You can only find faith from one place. It's from the word of God. Romans 10, 17 declares, faith comes. Thank God faith comes. We know how faith comes. If you're lacking faith, you can go to the source on the bank of faith to your faith. Faith comes by the word of God, by hearing and hearing the word of God. So when you are in lacking of faith, your faith is dwindling, just go to the source of faith. Where? The word of God. Begin to hear. Begin to hear. And then his spirits and light begin to pierce into you, begin to build you up, new level of courage and confidence and bring about the possibility thinking by virtue of faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So faith is key to triumphing over life circumstances and situations. Now we began to see in the first service what faith is not. But I said, sometimes a good way to know what something is, is to first of all ask yourself, what is it not? Praise God. We saw three things that faith is not. Number one, faith is not the same thing as hope, whilst hope is very important. Faith is beyond hope. Praise God. First, Corinthians 13, 13. Now these three abide. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Whilst they abide, because these are the three pillars of the Christian uh, uh, 
Christianity, right? Faith, hope, and love. So they all are mine, uh, 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 but the greatest is love. Why? Because faith walks by love and hope walks by love. So we see faith to be one of the cardinal foundation of pillars of Christianity. By the way, we'll never outgrow our foundations. We think you may outgrow a to Z, you will not outgrow it no matter what you want to spare. You won't outgrow zero to nine no matter what you want to write. Every number has zero to nine. Likewise, you would outgrow your foundation of faith, of hope, and of love. Psalm 11.3 says, if the foundations be destroyed, what shall the righteous be? I want to challenge you in this day and age we live in now. We ought to go back to our foundations <laughs> of faith, of hope and love and make deliberate efforts to strengthen our foundation. Why? Jesus told a story in Matthew 7, 21 to 27 about two houses built upon two different uh, foundations. One built on a rocky foundation, one built on a weak foundation. When the storms and the billows and the tempest came on the same houses, guess what? The one on the rock-solid foundation stood the test of time. But the one built on the weak foundation collapsed and came tumbling down. What was the difference? Foundation. So it's not how high you build, but how solid your foundation is. That's why I believe also God is having us to go back to this one of the core foundations of faith. As simple as it may seem, these are things that keep you in the time of testing and trial. Love, as simple as it may seem, is a foundation, an anchor that will keep you in the times of trial. Just knowing that Lord loves you. He loved you uh, uh, eternally, everlastingly. He loves you unconditionally. Praise God. So these are foundations we must keep to and to strengthen. Hallelujah. So what is faith or what faith is not? Number one, faith is not hope. Praise God. Number two, we saw also that faith is not the same thing as physical faith or better said, natural faith is not the same thing as biblical faith. Yeah, faith in the fact that you sat on the chair in your home right now, that couch, that comfortable sitting position where you are in a home and you sat, you're sitting on the chair in the Golden Bird Event Center, you know, you sat down, you didn't say, oh, oh, chair, carry me, oh, chair, no. You knew the chair will carry by way of a fact. The chair was designed to carry your weight. So you sat down without a rethink. That's faith. You sat by faith. Praise God. But that faith is natural faith. Praise God. It's natural faith. It's natural faith. But there's another faith that goes beyond the five senses. It's, it's biblical faith. That we haven't seen with our eyes. We believe. Hallelujah. That is a faith that calls the things that be not as though they were. That is faith. Praise Faith doesn't have to come in contact with what is in the spirit, in the natural believe it is. Faith understands the spiritual world is real, more real than the physical. Once the word says it is so, faith believes. Praise God. Hallelujah. So faith is not natural faith. Number three thing, faith is not the same thing as, 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 as a, a mental asset. Praise God. That means for you to know something is a reality in your mind alone in scripture, it, it doesn't quite equate faith. Faith is, yes, believe in it, but also faith is acting upon what you believe. You may have a mental accent that by the stripes of Jesus Christ you are healed because you know it's there in the Bible. But you may not you you will not receive the healing that you've contained in the scripture until you act upon the word of the Lord. So Faith involves believing and acting, whilst you may believe in your mind and not act. 
and faith will not be released or activated. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. So faith is not hope. Faith is not mental accent. And faith certainly is not the same thing as natural faith. So what is faith? Hebrews 11 verse 1, for those who were in church on Wednesday, we took time to define faith. 11 verse 1 says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things in the Amplified Version, the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of the reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So we see words like substance, assurance, evidence, proof, title deed, confirmation. <laughs> These are words you find it, it, that is used to describe faith. But it begins with one word, now. Kotisata, now faith. Please, if you ever forget everything, remember that faith is always in the now. Kotita, hope is in the future. Hope is defined as an expectation of an enviable future, but faith is in the now. Faith runs on the track of hope into the future and brings what we know is the future into the now to become a reality. Praise God. So we know by way of scripture that we're healed by his stripes. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing in heaven. We know that, right? It's in the scriptures, right? So what faith does is faith anchors that truth and makes it a reality in today by declaring, I believe, I receive. So faith is in the now. So faith is substantial. Faith is a proof. Faith is an evidence. Faith is a title deed. What does all that word mean? Faith means, or this means, that faith is that which I lay hold in my hand that is evidence of the existence and the reality of something in the spiritual realm. Hmm. Praise God. Now faith is. Now faith is. And we saw on Wednesday that a title deed of a property you have somewhere in the world is proof it exists. Praise God. You can, you can sell the title deed uh, 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 for value for money uh, uh, because that in itself is worth uh, the asset wherever it's located. But once I have that title deed, legally signed and documented is as good as real and that property exists somewhere in the world. I may not see the property, but holding the title deed in my hand is proof that I have a land, I have a house, I have something somewhere that exists. But that is proof of the reality of the existence. So when you have faith, it is proof that your healing is real. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is proof that your breakthrough is real. It is proof that your protection is real. So what you need is faith. Hallelujah. That assures you, that satisfies in your heart, that what God said is available and is a reality. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we can define faith, if you like, in very simple ways, as believing, or better still, Making the word of God your final report. Making God's word your final report. All right. Begin there. That means when you see God's word, you believe what he says is so, right? At the point of the scriptures, all argument ceases. Irrespective of what you feel, what you touch, what the news tells you, what COVID-19 is saying. No, 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 no. At the point of the scriptures, everything quiets down. We believe the word above, beyond the news of the world. Praise God. So faith 
is making the word of God your final habitat or your 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 final uh, uh, authority in your life. All right, now and acting upon His promises, His word, as though they are real, because they are real. Making God's word your final authority. All right, acting upon God's word as though it is real because it is real faith so faith is believing and faith is acting praise god praise god now i want to look at why do we study faith somebody will wonder because if you don't know the reason for doing something you may not give your heart holistically to doing it there is a coming storm you think you've seen a storm already COVID 19 there are many more storms coming back to back as he said if we rode on horses and we become weakened by the battle, how much more when when there will be a greater challenge coming our way? How much more when 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 chariots come against us? I'm paraphrasing now. Now, if we contend against horses and we're weakened, how much more when chariots will come against us? In other words, we need to build our faith rocks solid. Jesus made a statement worthy of, of mention. Luke eighteen eighteen. Luke eighteen eight. Luke eighteen eight. The words of Jesus says, "When the Son of Man shall come, oh boy, will he find?" Faith on the earth? It's a question. When the Son of Man shall come, will he find faith? Luke 18, 8. Will he find faith on the earth? In other words, in the coming of Jesus, in the second coming, uh, this thing called faith will be scarce. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. If it's going to be scarce, and we know that for sure in this day and age, isn't that wise enough for us to go to the bank of faith, the source of faith, and begin to tank up? Praise God. To tank up why? We know it's going to be scarce. People's faith will be attacked and harassed. People, people, people will face pressure that will make them question what they believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's why your foundation is critical. Faith, hope, and love. As simple as it is, go deep. Go deep. So when the wind will blow, the storm will blow, the tempest will blow, your feet is anchored down. Faith, hope, and love. Praise God. Praise God. So we've seen what faith is. Want to see now why is it important for you and I to study faith? Very, very important. Want to look at a few things that make us to understand why it is important to, for us to study faith. By the way, I said to you, you never outgrow faith, right? Just like you never outgrow the basics of the numbers and the basics of the alphabet. Uh, uh, they're critical throughout your entire life. Number one reason why we should study faith and why faith is important. That's a subject, number one. You and I can only become a Christian in the first place by and through faith. That's the only way. We saw in the first service that faith is synonymous to Christianity. The Bible refers to the faith as Christianity. The faith, the faith, the faith. Likewise, you can become a Christian or a child of God without faith. How do you become born again if you're born again? You heard the word of God. Yeah. And the word of God you heard brought you faith. Faith for what? Faith for salvation. It's called saving grace or saving faith, right? Saving faith brought salvation to your way. Praise the Lord. Likewise, also, uh, it, it, when you hear the word of God, it brings faith, but also the word of God can bring faith for every other area of your life. Faith to believe God for your healing. It's called healing faith. So every aspect of your life requires a particular aspect of the word to build faith to receive it. Likewise, salvation. So we see the way you got saved, the way you got born again, 
is in where you receive everything and anything that is kept for you as a promise from God. Praise God. Ephesians 2 verse 8, you want to write? Please write. Ephesians 2 verse 8, for by grace are you saved through faith. All right, you get that now? And not of yourselves, oh boy, it is the gift of God. Again, Ephesians 2 verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So we're saved what by, by grace, but through faith. So we need a faith to anchor grace to be saved. So I put it this way. Faith is the hand that receives everything that grace has made available. Praise God. Number two, why do we study faith? It takes faith for you and I to live successfully as Christians, as believers. It does. Not. Romans 1.17 says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, listen carefully, the just shall live by faith. Wow. This same statement and scripture is repeat, replete four times in the scriptures. Galatians 3, 11, Romans 1, 17, and Galatians 2, uh, um, yeah, praise God. So the, and, and Hebrews 10, 10, 10, 38, 38, so the just shall live by faith. Praise the Lord. So how we live as believers is by faith. So Hebrews 10.38, Galatians 3.11, Romans 1.17. Also found in Habakkuk, by the way. So the way to live is by faith. Why study faith? Why is faith important? Well, beloved, I mentioned earlier on, faith is about the only way we can please God. If we're going to bring pleasure to God, we must believe. Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Number four, why faith? Why is it so important to study faith? Well, it takes faith to resist the devil, and it takes faith to overcome the devil. We live in the world, not of the world. And as long as we are in the world, according to John 16, there is tribulation and test in the world. But because we are not of the world, Jesus said, he has given us victory over the world. These things I've spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace, shalom. But in the world you have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So in the world there's tribulation. Praise God. 1 John 5, 19 says that the entire world lies in wickedness. It's a wicked world we live in now. But you see, God has given us something. Somebody says something. Something, a force, power in our hands to overcome the wickedness of the world and the devil of the world. It's called faith. This is the victory that overcomes the world. 
even our faith. Just suppose First John 5, 19, the entire world lies in wickedness and our pile of texts. Uh, First John 5, 4, this is the victory that overcomes the world and it makes sense. Victory overcomes the wickedness in the world. So it takes faith to resist the enemy and to overcome him. Please write down for reference time, James 4, 7, First Peter 5, verse 9. James 4, 7, First Peter 5, verse 9. Why faith? If you're going to have an effective prayer life, huh, you must believe. Faith is an ingredient of effective prayer. Praise God. Prayer is not fumbling and wumbling, trying to error. No, no, no. Prayer primarily is taking the word of God back to God. His word will not return to him void. And when you take his word back to him, there is faith with that. Praise God. Matthew 21, 22. Matthew 21, 22. And all things whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. You see that now? You ask in prayer, believe, you receive. Ha ha. So pray, believe, you receive. So prayer and faith, they go together. Hallelujah. If your prayer life is going to be strong, effective, and robust, you must be a man of faith as well as a man of prayer. Number six, why faith? Why is it so important? It takes faith for you and I to receive from God in the natural, every provision is made in the spiritual. I said earlier, faith is the hand that lays hold of all grace has made available. Ephesians 1.3 says, we have been blessed with every spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Look at that. You've been blessed. Not you're going to be blessed. Oh, boy. Can somebody shout, I am the blessed of the Lord. Woo, hallelujah. Woo, you know, sometimes we, we preach and say, oh, God is going to bless you. Yeah, it, it, we understand what that means. But really, spiritually, as a child of God, you're already blessed. And praise God. The only thing is that the blessings is kept in the realm of the spirit. Ha. And your responsibility and mind is to use what I call a spiritual converter of faith ha, to anchor what grace has made available to bring to the natural. So faith is the hand that takes hold of the promises and the bless of God. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody said a big amen. Amen. Number seven. We find in scriptures that faith is not only the way to please God, but faith is the way to walk in righteousness. Because Bible declares that whatsoever is not of faith is sin, at least in the eyes of God. Okay, look at this, Romans 14, 23. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So whatever is not of, of faith is sin. So if you don't want to sin, walk by faith. <laughs> Romans 14, 23. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because... He eats not of faith. Listen carefully. For whatsoever, that's a big, big, big word. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatsoever is not of faith is sin. That's why 
Faith is not a spare type of the believer. Faith is designed to be a lifestyle. You breathe by faith, you walk by faith, you talk by faith, you give by faith, you pray by faith, you sleep by faith. Praise God. Hallelujah. So if we're going to walk in righteousness, I'm not sin. We need to walk in faith. Mm. All right. Number one, eight, I believe it is. Faith, we saw earlier, is one of the fundamental principles of the doctrine of Christ. Please take this reference down. Hebrews 6, 1 to 2. We read that in the first service, but I just give us a reference. Hebrews 6, 1 to 2. And Psalm 11, verse 3. Hebrews 11, 6, 1 to 2. We see in those two verses there that there are six fundamental doctrines of Christ here among them. And faith toward God is listed at number two there. There are six of them. Uh, eternal judgment, repentance from dead works, uh, the doctrine of baptisms, and so on and so forth. But the second to mention there is faith toward God. Hallelujah. So faith is one of the fundamental doctrines of Christ. So hence, it's important for us to study what it is so that our foundation can remain solid. Number eight, nine. Faith is required and needed if the word of God we receive is going to profit us. Hebrews 4 verse 2. You want to write down? Hebrews 4 verse 2. I want to read 2 and 3. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them, but the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it, for we which have believed do enter into rest. As he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. So some people heard the word of the Lord, like you're here right now at home in church, GBEC. But you see, until you and I mix the word heard with faith, it won't bring about profit in our lives. So when we hear the word of God, what we do as believers is say, Lord, I believe his words. I agree with this word. I will walk in this words. Praise God. So we must not be hearers only, but we must seek by the help of God to be doers of the word of the Lord we hear by mixing it with faith. And it comes by hearing and hearing and hearing again. Praise God. Until there's a fire of faith that lights up from within us. Why faith? Why is it so important? Why the big deal? Why all this shout about triumph of faith? Well, if you are going to stand, right, not move, not toss to and fro, not like a shitty shadow, we stand by faith, right? Bible declares in 2 Corinthians one twenty four. please write, 2 Corinthians one twenty four. not for that we have dominion over your faith, but uh, help us of your joy, Hallelujah. For by faith you stand. Wow. Woo. For by faith you stand. Have you been shifting because of the pressures, the news on CNN, Fox News, and uh, all kinds of news around you? Have you been shifting here and there over this COVID-19? Maybe it's a proof that you're not standing by faith. Hallelujah. We ought to take our faith stance. Not be moved by the things we hear, touch, taste, or handle. 
faith is how we stand. You stand through storms, stand through negative reports, through poor medical report, but you stand because the word of God is tried seven times and is true. It's purer than gold that is tried in fire. Praise God. So we stand by faith. Wow. Are you being blessed? Praise God. This will challenge you to really take uh, uh, this study of faith in this into a whole new level. Uh, don't play with these teachings. They look so simple, but they're fundamental, they're rudimental that will keep you in the time of storm and testing that is still coming upon the face of the earth. Your faith not being shaken or moved by anything. Hallelujah. Number 11, we don't only stand by faith, we are kept and we are preserved by the power of God through faith. We want to reference this because of time, First Peter 1 verse 5. We are kept and preserved by faith. Now, you like this one. The old, Number 12, I think it is, the only fight you and I are called to fight is the fight of faith. <laughs> You're not called to fight human beings, fight your uncle, your auntie, your boss. No, 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 no. First Peter 6, 12 says, we've been called to fight the good fight of faith. Fight of faith. So the only fight you're called to fight is the good fight of faith. It's a fight, but it's a good fight. You know why it's good? The end is determined from the beginning. What is the end? Victory. If you and I show up in the fight. Woo, hallelujah. It's called the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. So lay hold on eternal life where you've been called and professed a good profession before many witnesses. So we're to fight the good fight of faith. Praise God. Wow. All right. Ah, I inferred earlier, and I mentioned again, that faith is synonymous with Christianity. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oftentimes, Bible we quit the faith with Christianity. Uh, in Galatians 6 verse uh, 10, it says, we're to do good to all men when we have opportunity to do good, but also uh, uh, more so first and foremost to the household of faith. That's the church. That's Christianity. Right? So as often as we have opportunity to do good, we should do good, but also we should begin from the household of faith. That's the church right there. Praise God. And finally, because of time, faith is the only way you and I are going to overcome this world, prevail over the pressures and the tests and the trials that come against us as people who are living in the world, bottom of the world. That means if our faith is not in place, defeat becomes inevitable. You see, when you see many lives of believers who are enjoying victory, triumph, amazing rest, as though the devil is, doesn't exist anymore, uh, look closely. It's not far from their faith that has been built up over time. Your faith can grow. Your faith can decrease. How does your faith grow? You go to the source of faith. You hear the word of God. Not just that, you exercise yourself. Exercise yourself at the level where you are. Like faith muscles develop. So when you hear the word, you exercise your faith. If you're not believing God to heal you of headache, of malaria, uh, God forbid, when you face more challenging ailments, you will struggle to exercise your faith in those areas. What am I saying? If you're not believing God to meet your needs, your basic needs, right? You will struggle when major things hit you by way of needs, right? What am I saying? Our faith grows in the scriptures. You find 
references that speak of different levels of faith. No faith. Little faith. Much faith. Great faith. Praise God. And each of that speaks of levels of growth and development. So our prayer, our desire in this season is to do all we need to do to grow our faith. Praise God. To develop our faith so that we become faith giants. Praise the Lord somebody. Hallelujah. I want you to just jump up on your feet just in the next minute or two to open your mouth to begin to make declarations that speaks of who God said you are in the scriptures. Remember, Joel 3.10 says, let the weak say I am strong. So you don't say what you feel. You don't say what you hear. You don't say what the news tells you. You say what the word of God says to you. Now, can you open them up and begin to make bold faith declarations? Let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. Let the weak say I am. Open your mouth now. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am going over, not going under. I'm going forward, not backward. Open your mouth and declare and declare. This is my best season. Uka July, I come in style. Great things await me in my future. The hand of the Lord is strong and mighty upon me. The favor of God is around me like an aroma, like an incense. Doors that were shut hitherto, they are opening now at the instance of faith. Dead things are coming back to life. My Lazarus is coming back. To, are you prophesying? Open your mouth. The louder you speak, the bolder you become. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Oh God, you teach my hands to war, my fingers to battle. With these hands, I break the bow of steel and the bow of iron. Your prophet son, open your mouth. I will never see a worse yesterday than tomorrow. For the path of a just man shines brighter and brighter, even to the day of perfection. Oh, Father Lord, I thank you. My head will not lack for ointment. My garment will never be white. You are prophesying. Speak the word. This is my season of revival glory. It's a reality. Oh, the zeal of the Lord grips my heart. Zeal for the word. Zeal for prayer. Zeal for evangelism. Zeal to be a personal witness of the love of Christ to my generation. Open your mouth now. One more minute. Decree and declare. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our time is fast, but I want to give the privacy of this moment for those who may not be born again. Listen to this broadcast. You've heard the word of God come to you so direct, but you know you don't know Jesus. The starting point of your faith is to turn your life over to the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the starting point of your faith. You're saying this morning, this hour, man of God, pray with me. I want Jesus to take over my life as the captain of my boat, as the pilot of my flight. Will you pray with me? Let's pray together now. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come to you just as I am. I open the door of my heart as I invite you to be my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, the head of the church, forgive me all of my sins. From today, I decree and declare I'm blood washed, born again, child of the living God. I give you the praise and the glory for this mighty deed wrought in my life and in my heart. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Father Lord, we cover all these ones with the precious blood of all over the nations. May your hand remain strong and mighty upon them. When the trumpet shall sound, let not one of us be found missing. 
in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Where you are, lift your hand. You're in desire of the healing touch of Jesus. He's still in the healer, and the healer is in the house. Hallelujah. Psalm 10720, he sent his word, his word sent, heal them and deliver them from every affliction. Father, thank you, Bakopekisi. We join our heart and our faith with your sons and your daughters, trusting you for your healing touch. Lord, reach out to all at the point of the need in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for expunging disease, infirmity, uh, pain, virus, bacteria, germs out of their bodies in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for wholeness. From the crown of your head to the tip of your toes, receive wholeness now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now wave those hands in thanksgiving and praise. Lord, this week is blessed. The lines fall upon us in pleasant places. Thank you for opening the heavens over our lives. We give you praise. The glory belongs to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I declare and declare over you, no loss, no hurt, no damage. You're too blessed to be stressed. In Jesus' name, we give thanks. Amen and amen and amen. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the touch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodhart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic dot org. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.